Hey there, welcome to the Utica Youth Podcast. We're glad to have you joining us for today's word. We hope this serves as a blessing and encouragement to you. So what I want to speak to you about today, it's going to be with a certain assumption, okay? And I think maybe for some of you it doesn't apply, but just for the sake of today's discussion, I'm going to, I'm going to express the following assumption. My assumption is that you have come to know Christ and you had a story. You had a story in the past and you have found redemption in Christ. And I'm, what I'm going to speak of is going to assume that. Now, I know there's may, there may be some people here that are still on the path. They are still, they can't say with full, um, you know, with a full zeal or, or whatnot that, hey, yes, I have completely surrendered to God. I have accepted him as my personal savior. I have had a, a transformation in my life. But um, if that hasn't happened, I don't know if you've noticed, but we have a common trend when you come to youth service. And it just might, might be like a, a, a Zhenya Sam vibe. But if, if you need repentance, you'll get a chance here. And they, they always find a chance to just, um, and Zhenya, forgive me if this is like, you know, timely information, but one time I heard him say, man, I'm ready to do an altar call before I even preach. And I was like, man, tell me this guy loves to bring people to the Lord. So we have that opportunity here, all right? And again, my discussion today is going to be with the assumption that you have already gotten to know Christ, and your story, your past, your baggage, everything you carried, it the price has been paid. The Lord has done his work, okay? And the reason I mention that is because sometimes when we talk about the seriousness of our relationship with God and the seriousness of his commandments and even the law in the Old Testament and the things that he asks of us in the New Testament, so many times it's easy to just wash over everything with grace, and just to say, hey, you know what? God paid the price. He, you know, he paid the price with his son. He died on the cross. And it's like, let's just do the best we can. You be you. You know, you do, do your best you. And, and just like, God's got this. All right? Your past is in the past, and grace is going to cover it all. And the thing is, the deeper you get into Scripture, the more you realize that God, he's not just a pal. He's not just somebody that's kind of walking this path. He's the creator of the universe. He's the one who's in control of all things. And I want to talk to you today about certain principles and certain laws. And when I say laws, it's not laws like laws created by man. Because how many of you have ever gone more than 30 on a 30 mile per hour speed limit? How many? I'm going to keep my hand raised. All right. All right. This is a daily occurrence. Lord have mercy. Right. But that's how it works. Right? Isn't it a law though? Right. If it says 30 miles per hour is the limit. Isn't that the law? But that kind of gives you the understanding of how we see law, you know, wishy-washy kind of thing. And especially now with bail reform, sometimes it feels like the law doesn't mean anything, right? You get what I'm saying? So I'm not talking about that law. I'm talking about the laws of God, the laws and principles of God. And I want to give you some examples. I don't know about you, but I'm a visual person. And, um, and I try to, um, if there is any visual um, presentation, I try to draw a picture in my mind of what was talked about. And on that note, who preached last time? Who preached last Tuesday? Pastor Zhuk, what did he preach about? This is the easiest question I will ever ask you all year. Huh? Passover, Easter, right? It was Easter, right? Easy, easy. All right, who preached before him? Toby, right? Tovia. What did he preach about? Huh? Toby Mac, yeah. yeah. What did Brother Tovia preach about? 
diligence, right? And man, he, he really, you know, kind of like broke some barriers in my mind that it's not, you know, just about like be better, do better. It's like, it's even deeper than that. Who preached before that? Vadim, Vadim. Bro, you got all the answers, all right? He must be at every service. He's got the schedule in front of him. Who preached? Vadim? What did, all right, you can't answer. What did Vadim pre- uh, preach about? None of you on the first row. Don't look. Huh? Look at that. Isn't that impressive? Isn't that awesome? All right. Who preached last Sunday morning in church? Come on. If you can remember what happened three weeks ago and Vadim preached about gossip, I know it touched all y'all hearts. It's very relevant. I get it. That's why everybody remembered, all y'all gossipers. All right. Johnny L. Yeah? Tennessee guest. And Zhenya. See, that doesn't count. They were all youth members. All right. Uh, who preached who preached the evening service? And not at the service at Delta. All right. Huh? Bushmich. Hallelujah. I mean, a brother in Christ. Okay, what did Bushmich preach about? It has never gotten that quiet that quick in this room. Woo. Anyway, guys, I'm not, I'm not here judging any of y'all. Because um, then you got to judge me at the same the same rate and don't um but the whole point of this why we do this is you got to get something out of this right obviously we we get to fellowship we get to worship we get to surrender um we get a time to fellowship and thank you for everybody who's involved but you know what we get together to actually get something to to take something from this place and use it in your day-to-day lives you know some of you have jobs some of you guys are in school some of you are going through stuff and God is like, hey, I want to talk to you. I, like, I actually want to communicate something to you. And um, so I just want to encourage you, try to find a way to remember. And you're going to find that each of us, we kind of, some of you, you, you heard it, you remembered it. You know, especially the ladies. Man, like, I, I'm only saying this because when I went to nursing school, we had, I don't remember how many people was in there. It's like 80-some people in, in, the, in the room. And a lot of the people that I went to school with, well, 95% of the people in the room were ladies, girls, and so many of them would be able to just sit and listen for three hours and lecture and remember, like, the concepts and all that stuff, and it just blew my mind. Like, for me, I have to write it down, I have to see it, all of this stuff. Where I'm going with this is if you just heard this, you can implement in your life more power to you, but if you feel like, hey, I'm coming to service, I'm not really getting something, start incorporating things in your life that will actually help you to remember the things that you hear, especially if God's speaking to you. Write it down or just create, the, create a picture in your mind that you can remember. But for now, I'm going to try to help you. And I like visuals. I like things that are simple, but at the same time, easy to remember. And so going back to what we're going to talk about, and again, I'm assuming you have a relationship with Christ. He has, he has paid the price, wiped the slate clean, you're ready to go. All right? That's where we're at in this conversation starting now. So I believe, and according to the gospel and the Old Testament, of course, there are laws. There are things that, unlike like we said, human laws, there are things that are certain, solid, standing, and they are best comparable to things that you and I understand. Here's the first one I'm going to give you. If I drop this thing, the law of gravity is going to take it where? Down, right? What if this thing identifies as a floating object? Is it still going to fall to the ground? What do you guys think? How do you know? 
I haven't dropped it yet. How do you know? How many of you guys are certain that it's going to fall? Raise your hand if I let go. How can you say it with certainty if I haven't done it yet? How do you know? You just know, right? It's ingrained right here. You have had at least one occurrence where you've encountered the law of gravity and you understand that this thing, when it falls, it's going to fall. Does that make sense? That's the law I want to talk about today. I want to talk about those things that you and I, when we get real with ourselves, when we get real with one another, when we get real with God, we understand that those laws that are mentioned in the Word of God, they are just as firm and solid, and we have a clear understanding of them as we do of the fact that if I drop this thing, if I let go, it's going to fall. Does that make sense? Those are the laws I want to talk about. Because the thing is, so many times we think, law, law, yeah, whatever, like, worst case scenario, I'll just apologize, right? And hopefully I don't get caught, kind of. That's a lot of times our perception of the law. But in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10, this is actually where we're at in our cultivating family uh, portion of um, our, our walk through the year. And as we're going through Galatians and cultivating family, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I struggle with some of the words in the King James Version of like English, if you will, um, and reap and sow. I always keep mixing those up. So I'm just going to, for my own sake, I'm going to stick to you harvest what you plant. Does that make sense? All right? And that's where we're at. That's actually Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10, where we're at for the month of April. And it says the following, do not be deceived. Like, let's start right at the most important point. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Very important. All right? We're going to, out of these few verses, I want you to, to really get the main concepts here. Whoever sows to please their flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So this is where we're at. And I want to talk to you about harvesting what you plant. Why I started talking about laws that exist in all of God's creation is because harvesting what you plant, it's a law. It's a law that is created by God. It's an unwavering thing. It's as clear and it's as consistent. It was, is, and will be as gravity and me dropping the bottle. And so the thing is, we understand this, right? In the Bible, it even talks about you can't plant one thing and expect another thing to grow. Does that make sense? So can we all agree that harvesting what you plant is a law, right? And some of you have encountered that. If you've planted something in your garden, if it's going to grow, it's going to grow into the thing that you planted. It's not going to grow into something else. It's a law. And the thing is, what's interesting is actually a lot of the development that we've had as human beings is by grasping laws. So for example, I was listening to this thing that one, of the pre one preacher mentioned and he's like, hey, there was this space mission where the, they were flying, like, I actually, I think it was like thousands of miles an hour. I'm not sure if, if it was thousands. It seems high. But thousands of miles an hour into, yeah, all right. And uh, they're flying into space, and they had to, like, 
detach an object to hit something else that was going through space at thousands of miles an hour. And they were able to do it. Like they were able to launch from Earth and send an object to hit another object that was traveling at this crazy speed, right? And like, I don't know if you've ever tried even like riding your bike at a certain speed and like trying to drop something at a specific place. It's hard, right? And so here, imagine they're doing this in outer space, thousands of miles an hour, both objects, and they're still able to do it. Why? Because they learned some basic laws. Like, hey, if we're going this fast, that thing is going that fast, they do some mathematical calculation, and just by law, like 60 miles an hour is always 60 miles an hour. If one thing is going 60 miles an hour and the next thing next to it is going 60 miles an hour, they're, they're both moving at the same rate. Does that make sense? And so the thing is, there's all of these laws that just, they don't move. And a lot of our advancement is when we start to grasp them and use them to reach certain goals. And so the thing is, in your walk with Christ, right now, okay? So you've come to know him. You've repented. You've, you've, you've taken on that relationship with your father. How many times, though, do you forget the fact that this law is true and alive in your life right now? And the thing is, when we start this topic, the first thing that comes up in chapter uh, 6, verse 7 is, don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. And basically, if I were to rephrase it, it's like, there's no jokes. All right, this, this isn't some kind of joke. This isn't a mockery. This is a fact. And the fact is that whatever you plant is what you're going to harvest. And so right now, I want you to just look at your life, where you're at right now, okay? All right, you might be a 23-year-old girl going through X, Y, and Z. You might be a 27-year-old guy going through A, B, and C. Wherever you're at right now, it's your life. When is the last time that you really thought about this law? of, hey, whatever I'm planning right now, I'm one day going to have to harvest. And see, the thing is, right now, right now in, in your life, you're actively making decisions. Right now in your life, you're actively acting a certain way. That was a lot of act. But you're acting a certain way, right? Right now in your life, you're on a certain trajectory. You're going somewhere. You keep making repetitive decisions. You're establishing certain habits. You are becoming somebody. And how often while you do all of those things, do you remind yourself that, wow, a lot of what I'm doing right now is actually in the planting stage. I'm going to have to harvest this one day. And the thing is, I, I feel like in our walk with Christ, and I know this for myself personally, we forget this law. I don't even want to call it a concept or an idea. I want to call it a law because that's exactly what it is. Right now in your life, you keep planning stuff that you're going to have to have a harvest for. And the reason I made an emphasis on the fact that this is a conversation for believers is I don't want you to mix things up of like, oh, if I screwed up, like God can't forgive me or it's all going to just, I'm going to have to bury this cross. No, we come with this understanding that, okay, he paid the price. But now, actually, as a follower of Christ, you still actively have to keep planning certain things. And some of us here, we still keep planning things that we forget we're one day going to have to harvest. We keep forgetting. And the thing is, God today wants to remind you that, hey, it's not a joke. It's not a mockery. It's a law. And see, the thing is, why I have these two things up here, if you're going to remember anything. I'm going to keep circling back to this. But the concept is going to be very simple today. 
All right? Just like everybody was able to remember that when Dean preached about gossip, I want you to remember that in your life right now, it's very important what you're planning. Okay? If we're going to remember anything from today, and it's the fact that you're going to harvest what you planted, but I want you to think of this, and, it, and it's basically parallel to the example of me dropping the water. But I was going to do this, but I'll be honest, I'm, I'm such a klutz with all things food-related and drinks and all that, and I'm like, I'm going to find a way to just spill it on the carpet, and just, I'm not going to do it. So work with me here, all right? Just visualize it. I know you guys can do this, all right? I just know I'm going to embarrass myself if I, because the, the top is small, and I don't want to go get a cup. So, all right, got it? You guys, you guys with me? You feel my pain? All right, yeah, I was going to bring paper towels and stuff. It's just, like, not very leader-like, so whatever. So here's the idea. There's clear water, okay? If I pour this into here, all right, right now, on April 28th, it's the 28th, right, of 20, sheesh, 18th, <laughs> I'm nervous, April 18th, all right, okay, I'm planning something into my life, maybe it's the way I talk to my kids, maybe it's the way I interact with my coworkers. maybe it's the way that somebody who encountered me for the first time, it was the words that I spoke into their, into their life, Maybe it's a decision, a huge decision that I'm making right now with, my, with a career. Maybe it's something that is really going on at home. And today I'm making a decision. All right? It's going to be the easiest question I'll ever ask you. What color does this thing turn when I pour this in there? What, what color does this thing turn when I pour some of this in there? This pipe cleaner, drain cleaner, a.k.a. Coca-Cola. That I absolutely love. Huh? What happens when I put it in here? What color does this thing turn? Brown, right? Brown, black. Now, if I do a little bit less, if I don't do the whole thing, obviously if I do the whole thing, it'll overflow, it'll overtake. But even if I do a, just a little drop, will this thing still remain clear? Probably not, right? Even if it's an absolutely small amount, is there a chance that this will be forever changed? Yes or no? Now, how easy is it for me to convert, once I put something in here, to convert it back to being clear? How can I do it? Is there a way to do it? Purification process. How about just, just with what I have on this table? Say, I was able to turn it into brown. How do I turn it back to clear? Without dumping it out, getting rid of it. I just want the substance of this thing to stay clear. Is there any way to do it? There isn't? I can't think of a way. And I was waiting for somebody to like outsmart me. I was so worried. Like they're probably, they'll probably think of some like purification straw, but that's like a whole nother, you know, it's like a whole nother thing. Here's the thing. Why am I bringing this up? Some of us right now in our life, we're not even dumping this thing into the clear water. We're just, we're letting little drops in there. And the thing is, it's not really a big deal. It's not affecting your life. You're letting certain things be planted into your life right now. But I just want to remind you of a certain law that is as clear to you as is clear to me that I can't turn this back to clear even after I've put just one drop of this stuff in there. That's it. For the rest of time, this thing is going to have at least a little bit of a taste of Coke. For the rest of time, it's going to have discoloration. For the rest of time, it's not going to be pure Poland spring. 
And again, this is, a, this is a conversation for those who have already gotten to know Christ. And why I bring this up again is because so many times we just start washing over everything with grace. We just wash over everything with grace. But you know what? God wants to remind you right now, in this moment, hey, the friends you're choosing right now, I, I don't care if you're just hanging out once a month. You just dropped a drop in here. All right? And you guys were hanging out and you did that one thing. You, you dropped a drop in here. All right? Hey, that decision you're making to pursue A, B, and C, yeah, maybe you think it's the best thing for you right now, but once you start going, even if you try to turn around, there isn't really going to be a lot of turning back. Hey, the way that you're acting right now at home, and even though it seems unfair, and though it seems like, you know what, th there's no logic, and, and this is how I should respond, this is how I should react, and even if it's all just going to go away tomorrow or the next day, I just want to remind you, once you start putting drops in here, it never goes back to just clear. And I don't want to just make something super dramatic out of our everyday life. I just want to make a bold reminder for you of the fact that we just keep forgetting sometimes that a lot of the stuff that we're allowing to be planted into our life right now, the things you're letting seep in right now, it has consequences. And the thing is, I, I, I started diving real deep, but as soon as I got to words that I couldn't understand, I knew I wasn't going to bring them up at youth. But basically, there's deep concepts in doctrine and theology and in biblical understanding of what happens, basically according to Scripture, of when we start messing with the water, if you will. And there's actually something I learned today while I was really diving deep, is there's actually four different types of wrath that God has. And, you know, I'll just give you examples. One of them is like, just like, there's specific words for it, but like, the wrath of just like storms and earthquakes and things like that. That's categorized as a certain type of wrath. Then there's the wrath of the end times. Then there's, so there's different types of wrath. But basically, you can really go down the rabbit hole if you wanted to find how all of this stuff, these laws, they have consequences. And how it really, according to scripture and the gospel, it really stems into particular things. I'm not even going to get that deep. I'm just going to stay gospel 101 for you. I just want to remind you today that a lot of the things that you're doing in your life, or maybe it's a few of the things, maybe you're not even doing anything crazy, like there isn't even much to talk about, but there's those one, two, three things that you're letting trickle into here, and it's going to have long-term consequences. And the thing is, you know, a lot of times we go to the big topics, we go to relationships, or we talk about, you know, whatever, our life planning or uh, ministry or whatnot, you know, these, these huge things. But oftentimes we forget that it's, it, it's those million little pieces. They make up one puzzle, right? It makes that one picture. And I just want to talk to you about those few little pieces in your puzzle that right now probably shouldn't be there. And they're distorting, they're ruining the rest of the picture. And I hope you're following me with this because as I was looking into my life, I was starting to find things that right now aren't a big deal. Like there's things that the Holy Spirit convicts me on and he says, John, you probably shouldn't be doing this, but there's no you know, cause and effect. There's no effect in my life right now, zero from those decisions. But if I'm real with myself and if I'm real with God, I know they're coming. 
They might be in five years, they might be in 10 years, they might be in 20 years, but as I have an active relationship with my, fa with, with my Father, with my Creator, and when the Holy Spirit talks to me, He reminds me, John, these things right now that you're allowing to happen, all right? One thing we're going to talk about quickly is habits, but they're turning into habits, but on top of that, they're just being planted into the soil of who you are and your identity, and it's going to grow. And see, the thing is, one of the reasons why we came to Christ, why we eventually have that realization, and for some, some of you guys, it was when you were 12, 15 years old. For some people, it's when they're 35. But it's when all those things that kept being planted in their life, it finally grew, and they just couldn't breathe anymore. They, they couldn't see anymore. It was all overgrown. It was over, overcome. And they're like, you know what, God, either you rip all this out, where I can't do this anymore. And God, he comes in and he cleans house and he does his, his job. And the thing is that one of the biggest misconceptions is that just because you follow Christ, that you won't be able to plant any more junk anymore. You won't be able to allow any more of that stuff back into your life. I, I will tell you 100% it's not true. And the thing is we forget about that. We think, you know what? I repented. I brought it all to the altar. I, I left that building feeling great. Well, guess what? How was it a week later? How was it a month later when reality kicked in and you actually had to make some serious decisions? Either start pulling roots out or stop planting junk. Stop planting things that maybe you know, in a couple weeks, in a couple months, or in a couple years is something you're going to have to harvest. And you know, there's ways we can be deceived. That's how the passage was started. We can be deceived thinking there's no consequences. Even... When you have a loving father, even if you have a relationship with Christ, I promise you there are things and decisions that you can be making right now in your life that will and can bear consequences in your life. Again, as much as I believe in grace and I am saved by grace, I don't want to just wash over everything. Because the thing is, if we forget the fact that God has an intention and a purpose for us, and that purpose is, is clean, it's biblically driven by perfection, and that is our goal, to have a standard that is appealing and pleasing to God in our existence, in our life. When we're reminded of that, we can remember that, hey, these little things that we're allowing to be planted into our life, they can one day harvest. You know, one of the ways that we can also be deceived, I brought it up, is, is just the people you're surrounding yourself with. And for some of you, that's very relevant right now in your life. And... There may be different reasons you're hanging out with who you're hanging out with or you're dating who you're dating or you're with who you're with, whatever, who you're doing life with. I just want to remind you that biblically, this isn't even my opinion, but biblically, the people you surround yourself with have a huge effect on what's being planted into your life that you're going to one day going to have to harvest. And another thing that's very important and I just find it very relevant because right now everything's showing up on Instagram and all those platforms where like even you don't have to follow like anyone crazy. You can even follow like biblical teachers or, you know, even watch stuff on YouTube and different sermons. And man, I'll tell you, you can plant some junk in your life by, by having some false teachers in your life. And see, the thing is, um, I remember just like if it sounded good and if it, if it kind of made sense, I will let it in, but I'm starting to realize with time, like, you really got to be on guard, right? Because the thing is, it's like a lot of it too is driven by like 
they can make it sound good in a certain way because their intention isn't to save someone, it's to get views and to get clicks and all of this other stuff. And it's like, well, if like 5 million people like this, then it's probably true. Just be careful. Just be careful what you're allowing to be planned into your life. And, I, and the best way to do that isn't going to be just, you know, by saying, I've been at every service, I go to every mission trip and all that. It's going to be how often are you in the Word and how often are you having an active relationship with Christ? Because the thing is, when you hear something, when you see something, you're going to be able to just turn to the Holy Spirit, to God, and say, hey, is this true? Or show me in the Word that this is true. Because a lot of it seems life-changing. I've heard some stuff and it's like, gets me pumped. You know, it gets me excited. I was like, wait, I never heard it that way in the Word of God, but that sure sounds great. And then, you know, I just, I'm, it's simple things like, you know, any of you guys read Proverbs? I mean, if you want basic, basic, basic biblical reading, just do Proverbs. How many chapters are in Proverbs? 31? How many average days are there in a month? 31. So, if you want to just be like a basic Christian, just do whatever day it is today. Right? If it's the 18th, read, read uh, chapter 18. I don't know how many of you guys know Brother Valentin Hancherenko. That's what he taught me when I was young. He's like, you know what? If you struggle with reading the Bible, at least just read. Just whatever day it is, open, open that chapter in Proverbs and read it. And, and it'll already start doing some work in your life. But when I look at Proverbs, a lot of it is, is like basic concepts that, uh, of Christianity. And some of the stuff I, I start hearing, these big shot preachers, that, like, I'm, I feel like I'm really behind. Like, thank God for Sam. He introduces me to a lot of the relevant big, big dogs, if you can call them that, in Christianity. But, like, man, you listen to some of them. I'm like, how do, how do like, 10 million people follow this guy? You know, because literally Proverbs just shuts down what he just said. You know, let alone, let's get into the, the teachings of, of, of the gospel. So where am I going with this? Who you're surrounding yourself with? Forgetting that there's consequences and some of this false stuff that's just going around, all right? And you're not going to be able to discern it unless you actually have a relationship with Christ, unless you're actually in the Word. So remember that. But those are some of the ways we can be deceived and keep letting stuff get planted in our life that one day is going to have to, it's going to, have to harvest. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Fruits of the Spirit. heard this probably a million times. I'm just going to remind you again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So you get to choose. Even though you're born again and you follow Christ, you still actually every day get to make a decision. Am I going to walk in the flesh or am I going to walk in the spirit? It's a fine line. And a lot of times some people say it's like playing with sin. It's like playing with fire. But it is a fine line. Because you look at this and you're like, it's pretty clear. And you know what? Those few drops I put in here, if I shake it up enough, it actually kind of looks clear again after a while. I just want to remind you that it's really hard. It's really hard to go back. And the thing is, yes, we're not living by the law. And it's not all about, hey, if you do this, then you're going to be punished for that. It's more of God has revealed himself to you. He wants to use you. But you still actively keep making decisions that are preventing you to, from being used for his glory. That's what we're talking about here right now. God changed your life. He transformed you. He pulled you out of addiction. He pulled you out of dif difficult circumstances. He revealed himself to you. 
but you still keep making decisions that aren't allowing for his glory to be alive 150% in your life. He, you're not allowing for God to use your existence for his, for, for his will, for his purpose. And we mentioned it quickly. I just want to bring it up because it's very important. I just want to mention your habits. Because the thing is, it's one of those where sometimes we see that it still kind of carries through. And we almost kind of wish that they went away when we accepted Christ as our Savior. Some of us, we have certain habits, and maybe if you just, you know, try to find that verse that would call it a sin, it does, the, the verse isn't really there. You know, you can't really say that it's a sin, but man, that habit, that thing that right now is alive in your, in your life, you really wish it went away, you know, when you came up front that one time to the altar call, or when you were standing there and you just said, God, I surrender. You really wish that habit went away, or that character trait, or that thing that's just... Ugh, about your personality and you just wish it would go away. But the thing is, we need to realize that a lot of that discoloration, it started from one decision. And then that decision repeated. And then that decision repeated again and then it got comfortable. And then in that comfort, it actually got, uncomfort, it got uncomfortable to switch, to go back to not doing that. And I just want to remind you that yes, it's not by our works. Yes, we're not going to have salvation and we're not going to be in heaven because we did everything perfectly. But the thing is, at the same time, the gospel and the scripture teaches you that you need to take your walk with Christ seriously. You need to take your walk with God seriously. If there's stuff in your life, if there's habits that you're allowing to already start harvesting and growing, I want to encourage you to start pulling some roots. I want to encourage you to start doing something about it. And let's, I'm going to give you some practical examples. This is what works. And you know what? Maybe for our generation, for just our culture, it's a little tough. But the thing is, it's biblical. It's scriptural. If you're struggling with something that's now part of your habits, your personality, your character, if you're struggling with something that you feel like, hey, I've tried everything. And by everything, I mean like you've prayed about it. You've you've genuinely try to surrender and you're struggling, I highly, highly recommend finding an opportunity to sit down with somebody who is a pastor, a deacon, a leader. I'd recommend a pastor. And we have blessed brothers, uh, Tovia, who, who does this often, Pastor Zhuk. And to allow for a process, I'm just going to get right to the point of pulling roots. All right? The thing is, some of us, we have some stuff that's already starting to harvest. All right? And maybe the seed was planted when we were 12 and we were just, we didn't even know what, what we were doing. But the seed was planted. And you've, you've already, you've surrendered your life to Christ. You've, you've, you're here every time. You're here every Tuesday. You're pursuing. You're, you're like, God, I need you. I want you. You're in the word. But there's still some stuff that's already, already there's roots. There's already a harvest. I want to ask you, and I'm only saying this because it's worked for me. Sit down with somebody who you're going to be able to talk about it with. Lay it down before the Lord. And a lot of times it gets into, into the next level. Sometimes it requires deliverance. But I want you to recognize in your life that God, he has a purpose for you. 
He wants to use you. And if there's already stuff that has roots, let's just tear them out. Let's do some work. Let's get them out. Because the thing is, I know you're tired. Because I was tired. I know you're sick of it because I was sick of it. And I was just ready. I'm like, God, I don't know what else to do. Let's do this. All right? I'm ready for some roots. But the thing is, it hurts. Anything that has roots, when it gets pulled out, it hurts. Right? Because it's not surface anymore. It's deep. It becomes a part of the identity in, in, in the entire environment of who you are. And so I just want to encourage you that, hey, if there's stuff that's already harvesting, let's pull some roots. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, it's the most important thing. Let's stand firm. All right? Just like those, the law, those things that are just absolutely true. And I'm not saying law of like, hey, go sacrifice sheep. I'm saying law of like, if I drop this, it's going to fall. Like, this is true. All right? As true as gravity is true, these things are true. It's a law. Okay? The things that we talked about today. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor and the Lord is not in vain. You know, our end goal through, through our entire walk is to be able to come to the Lord and He says, hey, my faithful servant, come on in. How do we have that? How do we have a life of holiness? That ultimate goal for everyone who follows Christ. How do we have a life of holiness? It's a daily immersion in righteousness. And the thing is, the Word of God, and especially in the New Testament, man, it lays it down brick by brick. It shows us that, hey, once you pull those roots, once you realize not to just let anything be planted into your life, the pursuit of righteousness and the pursuit of who God truly is in your life, that is what's going to bring the transformation that's going to allow for you to look at your life and to say, hey, God, you are alive and well in my being, and I am fulfilling every intention that you have for my existence. God, I can see your holiness is abounding in me because not of my works, but because your righteousness is what I pursue every single day. The relationship with you, I want it to be real. Not just something that looks great from the side. Not just something that feels right once a week. But something that's true and genuine. So if we're going to remember anything after today, it's the fact that you're going to have to harvest the stuff that you plant. And even though you have surrendered your life to Christ, and even though you call yourself a Christian and a follower of Christ, I just want to remind you of a simple truth. That there still will be things in your life that if you don't pull it out, if it's already growing, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to let roots go down. I want to remind you that if you're going to allow certain things right now in your life to be planted, you're going to have to harvest them. And the thing is, if they become something that's an obstacle, something that's in the way of you fulfilling the intention that God had for you in your life, what's the point? What's the point of allowing those things to grow in your life? And so today, I want you to look at your life. As I was preparing, you know, uh, for any of you guys, if you want to really take your um, walk with Christ to the next level, it's uh, start preaching. Ladies, you can do this too. You know, you don't have to stand and, you know, behind a pulpit. You, you can preach every day in your life. Try to talk to somebody about a certain topic and see if God tests you in that or not. All right? Anybody who's ever preached knows, don't preach about something you don't want God to test you in. All right? Because it hurts. It hurts. All right? 
Do the same thing, guys, girls. Maybe you're not preaching behind here, but this is just like a little side note, tidbit for life. If you want God to improve something in your life, start telling people, start telling other people that biblical truth. You'll see God start testing you on that. You know that's why you don't hear a lot of uh, you don't hear a lot of sermons on patience. All right, <laughs> trust me, no preacher wants to be tested on patience. You know, guys, I just my my desire. Is you know um, at, why I mentioned that is because as I was preparing, man, God was showing me a bunch of stuff. He's like, "You're starting to plant this, and it's got to get out." All right. The reason I'm sharing with this with you, and why I feel God put it in my heart, is God, he, he loves us more than we can ever imagine. And the thing is, honestly, I think we can, if we're, if we're honest with one another, especially those of us that serve, we love what God is doing in our youth. We love what God is doing in our families. Those of you that have seen transformation, those of you that have seen breakthrough, those of you that have seen God's redemption, we can say, God, you're so good. And he wants to remind you through all of this that, hey, I want to keep moving. I want to keep moving in your life. I want to keep moving in your youth. I want to keep moving in your family. I want to keep moving in your environment, wherever you are. But you got to remember some of these laws that I put into my word. Because sometimes we just take gospel light, we keep it simple, and God's like, look, I'm ready to move. I'm ready to do something with you, and we're still struggling with the basics. Does that make sense? So my heart and my desire for myself and for all of us is, let's just keep growing together. Let's keep doing something good for the Lord, and if it means reminding one another of the basics of the things and the laws that God has instilled in his word and his creation, Let's take those things seriously. Let's not just say, God, you know, you take over and whatever happens, happens. No, God wants you to actively pursue him, to actively be involved in your relationship with him. And again, it's not by your works. However, it's still very important to recognize that what you plant, you will one day have to harvest. Thank you so much for joining us. For more encouraging and faith-building content and information, check out our other social media platforms such as Instagram and Facebook. God bless.